Hello and welcome to another Steelers Depot live stream here on this Monday, December 11th. As always, I am Alex Kazora. Joining me is Dave Bryan, SteelersDepot.com, answering your Steelers questions until 8 p.m., the top of the hour. We'll get started with your questions in just one moment. Been a little bit since our last live stream. A lot happening, much of it not good, and so I'm sure there'll be a certain kind of tone to the chat tonight, which is justified considering how poorly Pittsburgh has played. But Dave, first, how you doing? Uh, the further I get away from that Thursday game, I think a little bit better. Good thing we didn't have a uh, live stream last Monday or <laughs> the, 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 <laughs> the, the day after uh, the game. Uh, give give folks a, a little bit of a rest there or whatnot. But uh, I imagine we're going to have uh, quite quite an eventful session here tonight. I figure as well. So thank you guys so much for being here. Dave and I will try to answer as many questions as possible. If you want a guarantee of your question being asked and answered by Dave and myself, you can send us a super chat and you'll move to the front of the line. No obligation to do so, but we appreciate it all the same. If you guys could at the least like this video, also subscribe to the channel and check out the site you guys see on screen, Steelers Depot. Ben just dropped his latest podcast, Footballing, had a lot to say, including he is not unretiring to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, Dave, let's dive right on into it from Tadasso Leahy. I'm probably mispronouncing that, so I apologize. But the question is, how worried are you guys at Steelers Depot that Mike Tomlin seems to be not worried about anything? It's getting ridiculous and bizarre. I'm debating if I should write about that for the morning or sometime later this week. Is Mike Tomlin worried about anything? Because judging by the press conference today, he didn't seem to have too many concerns about the questions that he was asked, despite this team losing to a pair of two and 10 clubs. Uh, I think he knows how maybe fragile this team is right now and how this, these final four games are, uh, you know, you know, uh, really a, I don't want to say a turning point. Turning point already happened a couple of games ago uh, there. But uh, how important? I I don't I don't think he wants to show uh, fear or concern or you know to 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 kind of keep the keep the motivation up uh, in 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 the troops. You know, his answer to everything is just keep working. Right. right. You know. Uh, it would be nice to see a little hellfire brimstone uh, out of him and a little bit more. Uh, you know, like, like today is for instance, you know, been nice to see him kind of point, you know, the, the finger a little bit harder at the offense and all like that. Without a doubt, you know, the, the defense played a, played a role in that loss to, uh, to the Patriots on Thursday night, you know, especially in the first half of that game. But, you know, as we talked about, you know, the entire fourth quarter there, th- there was an opportunity for the offense to do something to come alive. I mean, hell, he, you know, three, three points with, uh, what the final two possessions, right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, to, to, to go in this game, uh, for as bad, for as bad as the defense played in, in the first half and obviously shutting them down in the second half, you know, you, you, and, and a backup quarterback that you're, you know, not, not exactly the cheapest backup quarterback in the league. Right. And, you know, you, you obviously he's played a lot of snaps. You would think that he'd be able to engineer at least a field goal drive uh, in, 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 in those situations to at least maybe get the game to overtime or something. So I mean, that's a long answer to, it would be nice to see Mike Tomlin a little bit more concerned about things, but 
There are four games left. Uh, I hate to keep rem- that. That's both uh, a positive and a <laughs> negative reminder to everybody is that there are four games left. And, you know, if they, if they can somehow manage to do what seems to be unthinkable right now, they'll be in the playoffs. It's either going to be four games to turn this thing around or four long and agonizing games the way the last two have been. Yeah, I mean, we made the comment, and I think it's it's one that's worth making, that Tomlin, you know, opened the presser, 90 seconds on the defense struggling, finally turns to the offense, and his first and really only commentary was, well, Mitch played better throughout the game, which I'm not even sure is true. So right. really no criticism, critique of the offense. Um, I, I don't love that consistent framing I think it's because Tomlin has such high expectations for this defense and the offense he really does not expect much out of at all so I hope Tomlin is more worried than he showed I assume and imagine that he is I think Tomlin's mantra and we talked about this on the podcast as well is with how emotional and as you said fragile things seem to be right now he wants to have that more steady the ship mentality of not being hyper emotional or giving some sort of great quote that's going to feed into the news story for another, you know, 24, 48 hours. So right or wrong, I think that's the approach Tomlin's taking. Whenever everything's kind of chaotic around him, he gets really kind of cool, calm, collected. That's where he likes to work the best. And so I think that's why you're hearing the responses. But certainly, you know, on the face, on the surface, the answers aren't going to sit well with Steeler fans. You know, when he goes home every night uh, from the facility and is is laying in bed there, I wonder how, what he thinks to himself when he, you know, man, you know, is this, does he honestly believe this offense all of a sudden is going to come alive and bust out for, heck, even now, 23 points? Seems <laughs> like. It's just the bar somehow. <laughs> uh, man, if we can hit 23 points, we might just win again. You know, what, in, what are you seeing on tape? We get, it's the same movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, every time these games get started, I just wish I could hit fast forward to the final seven minutes of the game, you know? Uh, cause it feels like I know what I'm going to see in the first three and a half quarters of this thing. And in, in, uh, I wonder behind closed doors, if, if, if he doesn't feel the same, you know, because, uh, I, I don't know what, the, what there is or what he thinks that they can do. And look, we told people after Matt Canada was going to be fi- after Matt Canada was let go that they're probably not going to be a whole hell of a lot that changes, uh, in, 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 in this offense. Right. You know, and, sure. and we've uh, we've heard, you know, several other you know, former NFL players and all, you know, go on record and say, you know, there's only so much that you can change, you know, uh, th- th- this part of the season there. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. They are averaging fewer points per game under Faulkner and Sullivan than they did under Canada. It's a smaller sample size, but still one worth pointing out. All right, next question comes from our friend Mike Adesso. says, Tomlin will be back next year. I believe that like you guys, but changes need to be made. What coaches do you think should be brought back? Alfredo, Dunbar, Denzel, and maybe Danny Smith should be uh, back. And Mike trying to save me there with the maybe on Danny Smith. I hadn't thought about it in too much detail yet. I'll let the season play out. I'm with you on, you know, Alfredo Roberts, the tight ends coach, Dunbar, the D-line coach, Denzel Martin, the outside linebackers coach, Danny Smith. You know, eventually he's going to retire. I don't know when that point's going to be. That's probably going to be how he exits Pittsburgh. Um, so I don't know. There'll be questions about Pat Meyer, the offensive line coach. There'll be questions about uh, maybe Freisman Jackson, the wide receivers coach. But I don't have a list of exact changes or coaching, especially positionally, that I would uh, tweak right now. Dave, do you have any probably, thoughts? Well, I mean, just, just, just as long as there's a lot of changes on the offensive side. 
you know, obviously starting with the coordinator first and foremost, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Sullivan and uh, Eddie Faulkner. And, you know, it doesn't feel like, you know, if Faulkner is not retained as the offensive coordinator, do you just send him back on his way back to the running back room? You know, I, I think so. If he's good with that, he's done a good job with the running backs. I mean, the wide receivers, they, they probably could. Let, let's face it, the, the wide receivers could probably use a change in that room. Would not shock me if they went a different option. And the offensive line, you know, probably could could stand for a change there. And, you know, obviously uh, offensive coordinator for sure. So, uh, once again, the, the final four games will, will tell us the story. But but there's nothing that's happened, you know, since since the changeover from, from, from Matt Canada that, that gets you thinking that there's going to be significant improvements, uh, especially with Mitch, Mitch Trubisky on our center. Uh, in, in, in this offense moving forward in these final four games. I do wonder if Grady Brown, the DB's coach, is going to get looks for a D.C. job somewhere, um, just given the development of Joey Porter Jr. and the secondary improving. And sometimes it feels like Grady's the head coach because I, I see him on the sideline, like on the field as much as Mike Tomlin. He's always, you know, right there engaged and coaching Joey Porter Jr. pretty hard. So I wonder if Brown's going to get some D.C. looks around the league this year. Mm. All right, uh, let's see. Question from EST1909 ENT. Do you guys think that if Trubisky plays within the offense, the offense will be manageable? I think it'll be better to what degree. I'm not sure, but I think, as you talked about, Dave, Trubisky's YOLO mentality has hurt this team more than it's helped. But within the same breath, we keep calling for the football to be pushed down the field. So... You know, it, it just he's got to be smarter with his decision making right. over, over overall uh, here. And uh, look, you know, the, 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 the thing that got him a lot of wins this year was what? Not turning the football over. You know, it almost feels like they get one turnover. Might as well shut the TV Literally. off, right? Literally. That's what I've been <laughs> uh, saying. I mean, Trubisky could take his shots. You just have to be smart about when you take your shots. Fourth and two, the game on the line is not the time to take the shot. Right. Right, especially with his track record and the probability factor, and you know it. Uh, yeah, uh, he 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 doesn't, and you know he he came out and tried to warn everybody again. Right, I'm going to be aggressive, and <laughs> uh, you know, look, he and and it's not like Kenny hasn't thrown interceptable balls this year. So you know, I'm not going to just put this on on Trubisky, but uh, there should have been three or four interceptions in that game against the Patriots, and that really would have changed the complexion of it. He's just a lot more willing to take on risk than Pickett and Rudolph. In some some systems, in, in some worlds, that can work. In this system, it does not work. All right, got a couple of super chats that just came in. One from 2Colby0, $5, says, Munchak said that he will return to coaching if the right opportunity presents itself. Sure, especially if, I mean, regardless of whether or not Meyer is let go or not, you're going to hear Munchak probably get suggested and... He's been open to a return, obviously left to go to Denver to be closer to family, and then didn't work out there. So if he wants to coach, a return to Pittsburgh would not be the craziest or the worst idea, certainly. Yeah, uh, regardless of, of, of what position he wanted, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's somebody that's respected and obviously good track record in, 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 the, in the time that he was with Pittsburgh the previous time there. So uh, I can I can fear – I can uh, – uh, see in my head us writing a couple articles about that at some point after this season. Sure. 
Knight Rider 16 with a $5 super chat. Thank you guys for the super chats. With Pickens' latest drama on IG, does this speak to Tomlin's lack of control of the locker room? I wouldn't call that drama if, I, if I'm guessing at what you're referring to him liking some post about some skit about Kenny Pickett. I, don't, I would not call that drama to, to the degree we're talking about post-Titans game, and I don't think it would uh, suggest a lack of control of Mike Tomlin. I just view it as you have a very immature player there right now. And mm -hmm. and Mike Tomlin spoke to that uh, to some degree during his presser today that, you know, uh, he he understands the frustration and all, but if, he, if, if he's going to act out the way he's doing it in the game, you know, it, it's not – it's, it's not in a way that's helping fix fix fix, fix that helps fix the problem mm -hmm. uh, there. Sure. Uh, it does get tiresome as from a I'm, I'm pretty sure from a fan standpoint, from what we do standpoint of 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 every week, you know, ha having these clips or, or, or still shots of him essentially sulking in one way or the other, be it on the field or, 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 or on the bench or, or, or yelling at the coaches or what, you know, that, that gets tired. So I, I, I imagine he is, I mean, there's no reason why he wouldn't be frustrated, but how you go about presenting that uh, while in the middle of a game specifically uh, could, could be handled better on it. I just think he's just a very immature kid right now. I don't disagree, but he's, what, 22, second-year guy facing a lot of adversity this year. I want him to improve and work through that, obviously, but I want to give him the chance to do that. I think some people are ready to run him out of town. I'm not there. I think he would certainly be an asset more than any sort of a liability or an issue. I, I think to the lack of control, which we still can't speak to clearly, obviously, in terms of what's happening in that locker room day-to-day, -day, but here, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick speaking up to the degree that he speaks up, a pretty quiet and reserved guy. That says something when you're having kind of the leaders really, you know, take some shots about how this locker room is is working right now. And, you know, they brought in a veteran like Alan Robinson to kind of help in that room. And, you know, to, to me, you, you, you might go to him and say, look, can not that he hasn't tried to help already, right. but yes. try, you know, try, try, try to talk to him a little bit more, you know? Yeah. I mean, sometimes people can only get help if they want to receive the help. So there's only so much I'm sure veterans can do. But I think the locker room concerns are just a broader thing than Pickens at home hitting a, the heart button on IG. All right, back to the questions. 74 people in the chat. Appreciate you guys stopping by. Dave and I are here until 8 p.m. Eastern time. You guys could like this video to bring in the most number of Steeler fans as possible. I'd really appreciate that. Wes H. says, is Mike Sullivan destined to be the 2024 OC? No, I don't think destined is the word, nor do I consider him to be the favorite. I think it'll be an uh, external hire. I don't know who it's going to be. All I know is Mike Tomlin better get it right and better get it right quickly. Yeah, from what we've seen so far, there's no reason to think that Eddie Faulkner or, or, or Mike Sullivan will, uh, would be the next man up. And then Wes H. also says, will Deontay Johnson and or George Pickens be on another team's roster in 2024? I, want, I, I don't have an answer to this, Dave. I want to get your, your take on that. Uh, I think Deontay will be. Okay. Because of the, the contract and all. Uh, I, I could listen. I could listen to an argument as to why maybe George Pickens might not be. But within that, look at your wide receiver room, the way it sits right now, uh, as far as under contract next year. It's Deontay Johnson. It's uh, George Pickens. It's Calvin Austin III. 
technically Allen Robinson's under contract, but he's not going to be under contract at that, at that price uh, that, that he's scheduled to earn right now. So either you would go to him and say, you got to cut it down to uh, two or 3 million or else we're going to have to turn you loose. And even then you're probably not guaranteed a job at that point moving forward there. So essentially, and I mean, I'm, and I don't think miles Boykin, I don't think he's under contract and doesn't really matter anyway. Uh, for, you know, he's, he's a special teamer first and a wide receiver second, although he has seen quite a few, you know, an, an uptick in, 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 in snaps and, you know, in some run type situations. Mm-hmm. But even then we're not, we're, we're talking about a, that, that a guy that re- really doesn't matter outside of a special teams uh, standpoint. So if you were to eliminate, if you, if you, if you were to already in your head, eliminate Allen Robinson from the picture, then you're, then you're left with a wide receiver room with only three uh, players in it. And, you know, what, you know, what is Calvin Austin the third at this point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so really you could, you could, you could say you've got two and a half wide receivers under contract. Are you really going to strip the room down that, that far? And if you did, how would you go about rebuilding it? I, I, I already foresee this team drafting one wide receiver, even as it sits right now, if you go stripping the room down, you'd probably have to end up, uh, getting two and we know this team's probably not going to go out and spend a lot of money on a wide receiver and free agency. Uh, it would probably be, you know, a, a lower end, another veteran, one that could potentially maybe play in the slot and uh, try to help you, uh, up, upgrade there. Uh, that that's a long way of saying probability wise, Deontay Johnson and George Pickens aren't going anywhere. The only reason I, I think that you could listen to an argument for uh, uh, related to George Pickens would be related to his attitude. But Johnson has had some similar, I mean, Johnson sure. was the one apparently yelling at coaches after the, what was it? The Browns game to our knowledge, Pickens has never done that. He may have, but we don't know about that. Sure. But uh, I, I just, I, I think I, I view it just, it, Deontay's done it on the field a little bit longer too, you know, as far as having the, the output and all. But he's also had more of the, I think, attitude issues on the field. He's the one, you start okay. running after. I mean, I get you. My, my answer is I think both will be in Pittsburgh next year. Right. I, I the, the short answer is I think both will be in Pittsburgh next year. But I mean, if somebody wa- okay, if somebody want to argue either one of those mm-hmm. two, uh, the thing is with Johnson, I mean, you're going to have some dead money, you know, dead money involved. And, 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 you know, what, what could you get return? What could you get in return for either one of them would obviously, and then how would you go about rebuilding that room, knowing that you're already probably going to be short uh, out of that room of Allen Robinson anyway. Sure. So uh, are you really going to tear the room down that drastically? It'd be different if you had, you know, another, another guy or two in there, you know, uh, 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 that you could hang your hat on, you know, no, but, I understand. but you don't. I think if you were to argue one, if you had to, if I told you, Dave, one of these guys won't be a Steeler next year, I would, I would guess Deontay wouldn't be a Steeler. But I think both do come back. All right. Well, there might have been a point where you would have asked yourself, you had the same conversation about Deontay and Chase Claypool, right? Sure. And you know they ended up, they ended up jettisoning. Uh, uh, Chase. Now, now, George Pickens is far more talented of a, right. of, of of a wide receiver than than Chase Claypool was at at any point there. So, uh, you know, once again, long uh, short answer to to all of that is, it would be a bit surprising if either one of them were gone. 
Tim Chase, $5 Super Chat. Thank you guys for the Super Chat. Says Chuck Nolan, Bill Cower had some horrible losses also back in the day. No quarterback, no wins in today's game. Kenny, not the guy. So he's saying that Pittsburgh Steelers have a quarterback problem, and that is a fair assessment, Tim. All right, uh, but thank you for the Super Chat. And yeah, they got to get the quarterback situation right. That's still the, the biggest kind of looming personnel issue for this team right now. Uh, let's see. Jared Myock says, thanks for the Q&A, fellas. No problem, Jared. Who else is concerned that Jalen Warren's usage seems to be declining? Why are the Steelers seemingly the only team not using tight ends to help establish rhythm on offense? I don't know about Warren's declining usage. I hadn't seen the stats on that. Maybe there was some ebb and flow in that Pats game, but one game to me is not the most concerning thing. I think Pittsburgh has been uh, relatively tight and heavy, especially in recent weeks with Pat Frymuth back. So uh, I, I don't know if I would necessarily agree with the assessment there, Jared. Yeah, you know, as far as, I mean, you, you've seen him try to get the ball to Connor, you know, a little bit the, the, these last mm-hmm. couple weeks. And obviously Pat, Pat Frymuth had the game that he had a couple of games ago and all. Uh you would like to see it in more manageable type situations, you know, uh, uh, utilize in more uh, down and you know, short third and third and three situations and all like that. Or maybe even a third and one or, or a fourth and two like the other night. You know, you can't you can't tell me there's not a way you can't scheme something up uh, maybe, maybe for a tight end in those situations there. So uh, here's the thing with Pat. I wrote about this the other day. Uh you know, Pat Firemuth, it does, uh, barring something astronomical happening, he's not going to hit his proven performance escalator uh, uh, raise. And I'm sure that, thinking back, I think he kind of rushed. I think they gave him an opportunity after that bye, uh, you know, after he injured that hamstring. After he injured that hamstring, the next week was the bye week, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, they gave him that bye week to see if he could get himself right so he could get back on the field and get those snaps in to qualify for the proven performance escalator. And we all know how that went. He practiced, what, full that uh, that week coming out of the bye on that first day and was limited and then off to IR. Uh, he went there. But long, long story short, uh, Firemuth probably wants to see the ball in these final four games as, as well because this, this is uh, an offseason where going into this season you thought that uh, if, if Firemuth could put up another 60 reception, you know, seven, 700, 800 yard, uh, uh, season, he, 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 you know, would definitely get a top 10 tight end contract extension. Now, you know, if you can make arguments that, that they might not consider that with him. So, uh, if, if anybody's probably wanting the ball in that offense in these final four games, it's probably Pat Firemuth. Sure. He wants to try to have a chance to make some money this offseason. It's been a, a tough year for him. So I'm with you there. Um, I think they run the ball well besides this Patriots game over the last month or so. They'd run well. So that's kind of low on my list of concerns. They have to get better against some better run defenses like the Pats were and are. But um, I think overall, the running game has been the best thing about this offense for the last you know five games. How many in the chat right now would uh, pick up the fifth year option on Najee Harris? During gonna, the offseason. It's going to be one of the bigger personnel in terms of guys here offseason questions. The will they, won't they, you're still in the camp of they won't, I'm guessing, Dave? I'm in the, I'm, I'm in the camp of I wouldn't. But will they? I, I don't know. He doesn't seem all that, all that not happy, happy right now either. He's not having know? a good time. So, I don't know. With four games left and and and. Looking at things right now, I, 
you know, my prediction at this point is that they wouldn't, you know, because that, that guarantees that, that next year con, you know, the year after contract as well too. at, at a, and he's, you know, like bless his heart. He stayed healthy. And normally you see these running backs miss games at this point, uh, uh, in, 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 in their careers, especially even though it's not like he's getting 300 touches a year right now, mm-hmm. but he had, you know, he has done something and he, uh, as far as stay, staying healthy is it, you know, his explosive runs, uh, are up this year, but he is a little bit older and you kind of, if, you know, if you look at a probability chart, you know, in, in a gamble, is that something that you really want to gamble on? So I know personally he would have to really do a lot in, in these final four games for me to, to, to change my mind as to whether or not I would do it uh, as far as if I think they will. Right now, I don't think they will. I don't think they have reason to. That's where I've been leaning to, but it may, it's going to be the toughest call we've ever had to make on a will they, won't they have a first round pick since that fifth year option became a thing. It's not obvious in terms of a TJ Watt. It's not obvious in terms of a already Burns where you sit there and say, okay, yes, no, without much discussion. So uh, that the responses seem to be mostly no, that they shouldn't. A couple of yeses in there, but the uh, consensus seems to be to the no category. And if you get past that, what's the deadline? May? Kind of or- early mid-May. May, you know, let, let's say you decline it. All right. Mm-hmm. What's, what's his, what's his, what's his response going to be to that? In some ways he might be happy because it's one year closer to a free agent contract and that's what these running backs want. So, and if he's unhappy in Pittsburgh, actually he may not mind that to be honest with you. Okay. But it'll be an inter- interesting talking point. No question. All right. 114 here in the chat. Thank you guys so much. Please like this video. Please check out the site SteelersDepot.com. Would really appreciate all the support. Robert Frederick asks, would you trade a first-round pick for Justin Fields? I would not. No. As dynamic as he is as a, as a runner, the passing has still been not there and you know older in terms of having to pay him. Uh, go go draft. You're going to go quarterback, go draft somebody. Go go start from scratch. And look, I understand a lot of the talk this offseason uh, is going to be about the quarterback position and with good reason and people thinking that either they should trade up and get one in the draft or go out and get a veteran, you know, maybe a Kirk Cousins or something like that. I I can't help but in my mind just keep going back to the couple of times that Mike Tomlin has talked about Kenny Pickett and football justice and how hard he works and 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 all like that. I, I will be surprised surprised if this team goes in any other direction than Kenny Pickett in 2024. I think you're right. I think the question becomes, is that the right decision by the team? And that's a whole separate discussion to be had. Uh Jonathan Mason says, I know winning press conferences doesn't really matter, but is this season the worst Tomlin has been at the podium? Coach speak and stubbornness is at an all-time high. It's hard to compare and think back. I'm sure in 2012, 2013, those eight and eight seasons, it was a similar conversation. Um, I'm sure that maybe there was pushback in those post unleash hell comments from was that 09, whatever year that was. So I don't know, but it's there's certainly been some not Tomlin like moments during his pressers. Uh, a, I don't think he, the night before, I don't think he thinks, oh man, I can't wait to get <laughs> up in the morning and, 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 and have my press conference for starters. Number two, uh, he has cut some people off and given some quick, shorter answers. Um, more, more. It, it feels like more so than any other year. Uh, now he's always is going to use his press conferences to to send whatever message he thinks he needs to send to the locker room or players in the locker room. Uh, but I mean, it 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 
And look, we don't expect him to come out and tell us the game plans or anything like that. But uh, he, you know, he it's it, they're not as entertaining as they used to be or have been in the past. Let's just leave it at that. And, and I don't think he sets his alarm clock <laughs> jumping, jumping out of bed, get uh, uh, looking forward to doing them. I think you're right. Ronald Hall, do you see us bringing Mitch or Mason back again next season and any chance we draft one if we finish with a top 15 pick? I think, as Dave and I discussed, they're most likely to have Pickett be their guy, not draft a quarterback. Um, You have the discussion about Mitch before the Patriots game. These next couple games would be key to Mitch's future, and one game into that, it's not, not looking great for Trubisky. Yeah, and I wrote that article right after uh, Pickett went down saying, you know, could could these final final games uh, uh, determine his future? Now, he obviously is under contract uh, next season. It's not a killer salary from a salary uh, standpoint uh, there. But, I mean, the whole reason and, – and I, I envisioned them kind of having – strong-armed him into this uh, uh, latest extension because there was no new money there. Uh, it was a, it was an attempt to lower his cap uh, cap hit and kind of dangle that, uh, what was it, $8 million, $7 million mm-hmm. that, that, uh, that he was due uh, this year over his head. Said, look, you could either sign this ex- extension or go see if you can find somebody else to give you the $8 million. Uh, 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 kind of thing. Now they said all the uh, all the right things on the backside. Oh, we love Mitch. Great in the locker room. Good for Kenny. Uh, blah blah blah, and all like that. But I, I think that was a financial decision more than anything. And also, you know, you want an, a veteran guy there, uh, 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 another year uh, to help Kenny through this. But it boils down to if he's going to be your backup in 2024, is it a guy that you can count on coming off the bench for two, three, four games and win you some of those games? And I don't think you have that confidence right now that he can be that. So I don't care if it's uh, 2 million or 8 million or 12 million that you're paying a guy. If you don't have the confidence in him to be the guy to come off the bench three or four times a game and win you the game, then does it matter how much you're paying him? The question is, do they have the confidence or not? I feel like they have more confidence in Mitch than you and I do. I I believe that as well, too. And how often do they go cut a guy a year after giving him an extension? True. So, I mean, I get it. And I mean, if they do, I mean, I've talked about Trubisky's issues. I don't think he meshes well with how Pittsburgh operates offensively, how they win right now. But I have a feeling he's going to be back. I, I, I've been wrong about Trubisky stuff before, so take this with a big old grain of salt. But that's just my, my I, feeling. Look, I thought there was a good chance they part parted ways with him this past off season yeah but you also talked about the extension which i was much more i didn't think was going to happen and once he once they announced basically he was going to stay you were like okay they're going to extend this guy and i thought there was no chance right but i mean i i was looking at it you know are they going you know uh especially at what he was scheduled to make you mm-hmm. know that that's a lot what 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 kind of my I guess prognostication was, man, there's no way they can let this guy, you know, have, 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 have that with the salary cap situation and all like that. There was no way they could do it. And also, I mean, you see what you got <laughs> you <laughs> sure. know, on the backside of it there. Uh, do they want to keep that room together? One more. What to, to me, you know, can, can you fill that spot with a better player and at what cost, you know, but I, I I do believe they like him. It push comes to shove right now. If, if you wanted, wanted me to guess it, if he will be here in 2024, my answer would be yes. Mm-hmm. 
I, I guess, and, and I don't want to dwell on this too much. I want to get to the, the uh, chat questions, but okay, we talked about all these guys coming back. Something has to change, right? I mean, for this offense to get better, there has to be more than just tweaks and you know around the edges type type uh, decisions to to make this offense actually improve. And you got, we talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, right? About, man, the last couple of years, it looks like you got too many holes and not enough draft picks. And we know how this, they either better change their free agency approach mm-hmm. uh, or or get to, get to trading some of these guys out of the room and replace them with draft picks, which would, would, would be kind of, you know, yeah, you have an instance like you have with the Chase Claypool thing, but, but could they do more of that, you know? Uh, and, and who, who would be those guys? Look, we even talked about defensive line right now, and I, I pulled this back up. I can't help but, but, but continue to think about this. You know, you look at your defensive line room that's under contract for, for, for 2024. It's Cam Hayward. Okay, that's fine. It's uh, Keanu Benton. Fantastic rookie season. Look forward to that. Larry Ogunjobi, for what he's set to earn versus what you've seen out of him this year, there is a mismatch there, like it or not. Uh, uh, Loudermilk's under contract, and DeMarvin Leal's under contract, and DeMarvin Leal has slowly seen his snaps dwindle away, and he was even inactive for this last game here. Uh, Look, nobody probably would have been shocked had Loudermilk not made this year's roster. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. You know, uh, so so what are you going to do? You know, you you, uh, you got a decision coming up on Larry Ogunjobi in March because of a roster bonus there. So you you should have that answer pretty quick. But then then what is what what do you look like? And you know, Cam's another year older. What is what is your defensive line room look past that? You and we saw what happened with the inside linebacker room this year. And you know, is Quan Alexander going to be back? And uh how long is it going to take Cole Holcomb to get healthy? And, you know, if, is, is that enough? You got there, 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 this once again, and this is the case every year, your rosters, at least a third of your roster should look different. And it might be, uh, something similar to kind of the changeover we saw this year, which was a little bit heavier than a third, wasn't it? Oh yeah. It was pretty dramatic in that first full off season under Omar Khan, which is typical, I think for new GMs, even internal ones like that. But you just wonder, okay, what's the big change going to be? Or does this team just believe they just have to tweak it more and dial it in? And that's going to take them to the promised land. I don't know. And that's, what we're going to find out. All right. Back to the, uh, the chat here, David Kapoor, who's been in these streams a lot. Thank you to David, uh, David for being here. Are we overreacting with fire Tomlin? If Kenny plays, we win both those games. We'll never know. I don't think Pickett was playing particularly well in the first half against Arizona before getting hurt. Uh, the losses are the losses. If this team does not get into the playoffs and win a playoff game, which is not tracking that way right now, this year's a big disappointment considering the expectations that were reasonable put on this team in the summer. Had they won both those games against Arizona and New England, uh, 13 to 11, would we still would we be having the conversations that 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 are out there right now? No, not a chance. No. no, no, because they were W's and not L's, right? And Pittsburgh always wins thirteen to eleven. That's just par for the course. All right. So, but 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 they did not win those games, you know, and and that's why you know uh, we're having these conversations right now. Yeah, this team was seven and was seven and four a week ago, and now they're you know seven and. 
seven and six, or more than a week ago, they were seven and four. You get my point. And you know they were in position, and they're they're fading now. They can still turn things around. They beat the Colts. The mood is going to tick up again. They're going to be in strong position. So you know we'll see. But right now, these are two embarrassing losses. Look, this team isn't as good as what I thought it would be this year. And I'm sure most of you uh, in the chat and Alex uh, feel the same. Yeah, I mean, I had them 10 and 7 and then 1 and done. That could still happen, I suppose. Um, it'll but be, but not, 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 not the not, way you color, yeah. <laughs> colored in the, sure. the, uh, color the dots there, right? right? The details are a little bit uh, different than what I, I expected this offense, of course, to be much better. All right, I uh, got Joey Jr. saying happy holidays, Alex and Dave. Thank you, Joey Jr. And, and you, uh, same to the entire chat. Wyatt Hubbard, Jackson Powers Johnson, next Steelers center. That's a guy I'm sure we'll uh, we'll look at for draft time. Um, and I center. wonder how tall he is. He's listed at uh, on Draft Scout at 602, 602.1. And I haven't seen anything on his arm length. And I've, I've watched just, you know, like um, – 18 plays on him. I haven't gotten gotten deep into him at, 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 at all. I wonder. I wonder what his height and his arm length is. What school again? Oregon. Oregon. Okay, there'll be a couple guys. You got the. I uh, think that's the guy that they're talking about. Yeah, they got the West Virginia kid. I had done very little research as on my answers uh, showing. So he'll be on our list though on ours on Jonathan High Traders on uh, the Depot Crew Wyatt uh, Center. Certainly something to examine. Leo Levine. Would you prefer the Steelers tank or just happen to lose the rest of their game so that they break this cycle of mediocrity? If so, what quarterback would you hope to get earlier in the draft? I couldn't give you a quarterback name right now. Um, the blue chip guys are going to be you know, well off the board by then. I never root for this team to lose. I don't like it when they lose. There's still an opportunity, as I just said, to get in the playoffs and turn this thing around as you know, pessimistic and reasonably so things feel and look right now. So... I'm not on the Adam Sheen uh, train of, of go uh, go tank and lose these next four games. Yeah, I'm just I'm just where I'm at. I never obviously root for them to lose. Now, look, I I don't I don't break stuff in the house when they lose. Uh, I just uh, what gets me the most depressed now, uh, especially this season, is going. Oh, I've seen this all 22 tape before. Now I got to go. <laughs> I've got to go through it. You know, uh, five or six times and. Uh, you know, and, 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 and that's the depressing thing about, and, and at least with some wins, sometimes you have something, maybe, uh, you know, a couple extra plays to kind of look forward to and all like that. But, uh, you know, not only are you coming out of a loss and, and just the, the fan part of you being, ah, crap, they lost, you know, knowing that you got to do the work after it, yeah. uh, uh, to, to, to see, see the stuff. So no, I, I don't, I don't root for them to lose. Uh, it is getting tiresome of talking about this team, not winning a playoff game since the 2016 season end of story. And it's tiresome every off season talk about, uh, talking about having post posting all those memes and graphics of uh consecutive non-losing seasons for Mike Tomlin and 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 all like that 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 that's that's where where it's 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 tiresome for me mm. yeah I mean not again never rooting for this team to lose but if they were to go eight and nine there's there's some silver lining if I can stop hearing about that talking point about him never having a losing season Although it'll become, this is his first losing season, and we'll talk about that endlessly, I'm sure. Um, but no, I want them to win. I want them to do well. It, it's 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 more fun. Uh, contrary to what some people think, it's from, from a job perspective, it's a lot more fun to write about them winning and playing well than losing. 
And I don't like staying up until, you know, four o'clock in the morning after that Pats game writing about a loss. That's just not uh, it's much more fun to, to do these things in victory than talk about defeats. I do walk down, though, and remind myself and my wife that uh, how thankful I am that I get to watch football for, you know, uh, do, do what I do. So uh, there is that aspect of it. So even bad football. <laughs> yeah, it's just a game, and we're happy to, and we're lucky to be in this position. Got a $2, uh, excuse me, $2 super chat from uh, Wes just following up his uh, question earlier. It says, great in-depth answers. Thank you, Dave and Alex. You're welcome, Wes. And thank you so much for being here As uh, with the other 112 people in the chat right now. Let me scroll back up. About 20 minutes left. We'll try to get through as many questions as possible. Uh, let's see. Pittsburgh, excuse me, Pittsburgh Toddy, 86. The Pitchfork and Torch store just reopened. Should I visit? I assume they just ran back out of supplies. But uh, you, can, you can check it out there, Pittsburgh Toddy. Uh, the super chat just come in. Another one from uh, Tim Chase, five dollars less yards than everybody they play. Kenny's numbers historically bad. Mitch terrible. Joe Flacco playing better off couch. Um, not seeing a, a question there. Just kind of more of an observation. Yeah, I mean, obviously they're on Trubisky, the backup quarterback. Have had some injuries, but as you're noting, Tim, Joe Flacco leading them to to victory. Jake Browning looking good in Cincinnati right now. Teams are winning with backup quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah. I hope, hope hope many of you uh, d- don't have direct t or don't have uh, YouTube TV to watch uh, both. Those. I sat and watched both those games yesterday of uh, Cincinnati and Cleveland, and it it, it frustrates you, you know. And uh, you even go back to that Jacksonville uh, game against uh, who was it Cincinnati the week before with Browning and all. And you know, why does it seem like everybody with a backup quarterback, you know, can, can get things done, you know, and and at least you know, have 300, 400 yards of offense and put, put the ball in the end zone and all like that. So it, 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 it it's hard not to get frustrated from, from that standpoint and yeah. see Flack, Flacco, see what Flacco did, you know, uh, the, he has five touchdowns now in two games, you know, and he looked pretty damn comfortable in that offense, uh, yesterday. He did. And they won and they put up 30 points, which in Pittsburgh does not happen. Has not happened, especially in victory. Uh, but Thief says, why is Alfredo Roberts considered really good? I keep hearing it, so I assume it is true, but I don't know that the tight ends are really great right now. I just look at more of the body of work. I think Frymuth has developed well under him. He's never going to be a great blocker, but I think he's you know, obviously become a, a top eight tight end-ish in, in football. Um, Zach Gentry's best year as a blocker, I think, came under uh, Alfredo in uh, that, that first season that Roberts got hired to replace James Daniel. Uh, I think Darnell Washington has taken some strides recently, more iffy against the Pats, but I thought against the Cardinals um, and the Bengals, he was much better. I think Connor Hayward, for the difficulty of him kind of being an untraditional size tight end, has you know found a, a niche in this offense. So I've just seen kind of growth and development from young guys, and that's kind of what I would point to with Alfredo Roberts. I tell you, Connor, for for what he is, has maxim. They have been able to maximize his ability. Now, am I talking about a Pro Bowl guy here or anything like that? No, he's got great hands. Uh, he's a, he's a huge effort guy. Some now sometimes they put him in positions that he has no <laughs> no business uh, doing. Uh, uh, 
blocking some of those base ends or something like that. But, you know, he's learned to cut okay, coming across some, some split zones. And, once again, he's got good hands and all like that. But they could stand to utilize their tight ends more in this offense. You know, the one thing about Darnell was Walt Washington's tape coming out of Georgia. Is he ever going to – he he's he's always going to be a number two, I view. He's, he's never mm-hmm. going to be a number one tight end. That's that's probably played it. That's probably part of the reason you saw him – you know, slip down in, 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 in the draft like he did because, uh, he's just never going to be that down the field, uh, to me, 50, 60 catch guy, you know, sure. and we have seen some, a little bit of progress at points in his blocking, although probably less so in this, this last game against New England took a step backward. If you ask me on the all 22. Yeah. He struggled in those toss plays against Anthony Jennings and, uh, some, some old SEC battles. They didn't go against each other in college. I don't think, but, but Bama versus Georgia and Bama, uh, won that both in the college football season and in that game. Uh, Simon says, Hey Alex, would pe- would people be bad fans if I did not really mind if we lost the last four for the higher traffic? That goes into the similar question from earlier. I'm never going to tell fans, you know, what to do or how to how to think or how to react. I, I don't root for it. I understand the point and the other questions point about they lose. Maybe that'll kind of wake them up to to make some more significant changes. But I just can't personally bring myself to to want to see this team struggle and, and, and lose games. Yeah, I, I, my, I understand why people are with the whole theory of the draft pick and all like that. And some people want 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 Tomlin to finally wear that uh, less than 500. Uh, banner around him for an off season. I, I get all that, but it's and I'm not going to tell people that they're, you know, bad fans or whatnot. But whatever get whatever gets you through tonight. Night Rider sixteen. He referring to Tomlin makes me mad when he says what happened early doesn't determine the outcome of the game. So giving up twenty one New England early didn't cause us to lose. That was in reference to Tomlin's comments that the uh, he's not concerned about the first thirty minutes of football. It's a sixty minute game, and yeah, again, answers that are not going to sit well with fans and. And understandably so, because it's it's not it's not a good answer. Yeah, why don't you start doing something in the last thirty minutes of the <laughs> game, then, and maybe we wouldn't talk about the first thirty minutes so much. Right, or maybe if the first thirty minutes were better, the next thirty minutes wouldn't be so crucial to uh, to winning the game. So, don't love that. Uh, let's see, Mike Adesso, would you bring back Terrell Austin? I would. I think most people probably would disagree, but I think he's. Um, I, I like like him as a coach. I like the turnover mentality he's brought. I think he would. He's fine to return as DC. Yeah, uh, you know, obviously with that bad taste in your mouth for those 21 points, I think as a whole, especially after halftime, most of the time, they seem to be making some some decent adjustments, you know, but you would like to see him adjust earlier against maybe against a, tie, a certain tight end against Arizona, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, there are obviously some things that he could do better in-game adjustments, Uh with, with, with things, but I mean, at its core, the defense is a reason that this team's been in most of these games all season. Gary says, Dave, when can we expect your first mock draft soon? Yeah, I wouldn't go on a hunger strike <laughs> or anything uh, uh, like that. Uh, look, uh, we get, uh, as, as we've said a lot of times over the years, Alex and I personally get started way later in the draft process than most people because obviously we day-to-day covered the Steelers and all like that. And I think, yeah, last year we act, both of us actually got started a, maybe a tiny bit earlier than, than normally. Uh, and look, I, as it turns out, my last my, my first mocks that I do at this point 
now in, in, in my career seem to be my best ones. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I, I try to prolong the, but look, I, long story short, it's going to be after, if, if I do any earlier this year, it's going to be after uh, obviously the combine and after, obviously after both of the all, uh, college all-star games. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit on that, but uh, Jonathan Hightrader did one over the weekend. You guys can check out, just type in uh, mock draft or seven round, something like that, and uh, check that out from Jonathan. K. Jackson, Pittsburgh, maybe not such an easy question or answer. Should Tomlin be replaced or should some of his assistant coaches need to be replaced, kind of similar to earlier? Um, again, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident Tomlin will return in 24. I think the coaching staff will have some sort of changes to what degree. I, I, I can't tell you. There have to be some changes to get made here coming off the season, at least the way that it's tracking. But um, I, I will kind of hold my tongue in terms of whether or not I think Tomlin should come back or not until after the season ends. I don't usually talk about firings until the season is over and you see the whole body of work without more games to be played. So I don't have an answer for you right now, but you would expect some sort of turnover, both personnel and coaching staff in the offseason. I'm going to go out on a limb here and make a prediction that people will see changes on this coaching staff during the offseason. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> Be, a stretch beyond uh, just yeah. the OC uh, change, I assume? Yeah, I, there's going to be some position. I, I think you're going to see a lot of turnover on the offensive okay. side. And and once again, I, you know, we'll see how these final four games play out and all like that, but uh, I, I'll, I'll be surprised if, if, they, if they trade or, or, or fire Mike Tomlin. Logan says, absolute long shot, but a picket doesn't return. Do you anticipate the team bringing in an outside upper profile quarterback, Cousins Fields, and Pickett's going to return? I don't know. You know, you could talk about it. They're going to bring somebody else in, but I think either way, Pickett's going to be clearly the starter in 2024. Yeah, that goes back to Mike Tomlin saying several times of football justice, and it would be a, quite an about face from from just his words alone, if this team went in a different direction at quarterback in 2024. Sure. I'm not saying it's the right decision. I certainly call into question Pickett's future and what he could be for this team, but I'm just saying that's where I think things will go. Steelers freak, will Art pay for a quality OC and will Tomlin let the cook, uh, let the cook on his own? I'm not sure what that last part means. I guess Tomlin, will that, I don't know if that's referring to, will Tomlin be left alone to hire the OC or will Tomlin leave the OC alone? I, We'll see. I mean, they got to get the higher right. And I said on the podcast, not only get it right, but get it right quickly. There can't be a whole year of let's kind of let these guys, you know, mesh and work it out. They don't have a year to figure those things out. Yeah, you better be choosy here. It's got to be the best hire Mike Tomlin has ever made in his coaching career. Maybe the most important hire Pittsburgh has made since hiring Mike Tomlin in 2007. All right, about 10 minutes we can. Some people asking about potential OC candidates. We've talked about some of those before. Um, I'll I'll go through another list. I had an article when Canada was fired about potential names, uh, but no one really knew to offer right now. All right, let's see what else we have here. Um, I can find a new person. With a quarterback play that we've had, we can't really judge Calvin Austin, can we? Austin could be a star on a team that actually had a quarterback that could find an open receiver. I mean, he's a one-year guy, and the passing game has struggled you know, immensely, so some of that's fair. I just don't know what Austin's bringing outside of the straight-line speed. I don't, I don't know if Pittsburgh knows how to really utilize him. I don't know what else he offers from a skill set perspective. Well, you keep going back to, 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 to what he was able to get accomplished in, at the college level with the what one every four times that he touched the football was an explosive play. Now, obviously, playing at Memphis is a lot different than, than, than playing in the NFL. They could be a lot more creative with him. Uh, and 
is he ever going to be Tyreek Hill or, or any of these or, or, or even a Tank Dell at this point? Probably not. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, but could you find more creative ways to get the football in his hand? Uh, more than more than two and a half yards past the line of scrimmage, those kind of things, and and let his ability to be able to run out, because that's what he does best, right? Run out in space with the football to use that speed and the agility, you know? So mm-hmm. uh, is he ever going to be a 50 or 60 catch guy in Pittsburgh? Probably not, but is, it, could they do a better job with his role on offense? The answer is yes. Sure, I don't deny that, but I my my and again he's like one year in because he missed his entire rookie season. But I he's got great speed, he's a track speed kind of dude, four three player. But I, I don't think he has particularly great wiggle. I don't think he's particularly elusive for his frame and body type. Obviously, he can make guys miss, but not to the I don't know. Rondell Moore's got a similar skill set. He's not elusive in that sense to what you would expect. I think he goes down super easily on contact. I think his his hands are average to below. His catch radius is incredibly small. The ball's got to get put right on him um and as a returner he's not been anything to write home about he's actually been i think pretty poor there so i just don't see besides the speed what he's really offering you mm-hmm. that just but again we're still evaluating and i know he's you know young guy in first year in so there is some some grace to be given and he should be back in in 2024 Steeler for life has a solution to the Steelers' problems it's a pretty pretty heavy one we'll just read it here and acknowledge it trey tomlin Jaden daniels quarterback ben johnson coach byron leftwich oc that's how he would uh, fix things for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Okay. So that's probably not going to happen, but uh, more than entitled to your opinion there. Um, Matt Smith, how much of an indictment on this coaching staff is the fact that Spillane, Witherspoon, and Dotson have all been above-the-line players this season with their new teams? I don't know. I don't think anyone's particularly upset those guys left. Uh, they overhauled the inside backer room. It just has been ravaged by injuries. Witherspoon has always been a hot and cold player. He may he's having a good year in LA, maybe terrible next year. And Dotson, we just kind of knew it was not going to fit in Pittsburgh. So I know many people are upset about that. It does not uh, upset me as much as it does others. No, uh, it, but it is funny to see Dotson have the year that he's having, especially oh, yeah. at, at the position that he's having. And that was the position that he predominantly played, you know, really exclusively played it at, at, at Louisiana Lafayette. And, uh, you almost wonder if they're just, if he's not having to think, you know, I keep asking myself when I, when I peer at, peer at some of his tape at this point with the Rams is, you know, is he, is he not having to think as much, you know? Yeah, that's probably a fair assessment. I don't know exactly the reason, but maybe being back on that right side and just the scheme uh, is working better for Kevin Dotson. Uh, Russ Obenstein, our friend Russ is here, says, What's up, Alex and Dave? Hope you guys are doing well. Do you think we start Mason? Dave, do you think Mason will start at any point this season? I'll put it that way. No, not 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 to hear Mike Tomlin talk today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, uh, he, he chalks it up to Mason don't have the on-field experience and hasn't, hasn't for a couple years. And, you know, uh, it, it, to me, it would probably take a Mitch Trubisky injury or Mitch throwing four or five interceptions, you know? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think it would take a lot. I mean, Tomlin is an all-in guy until he's not, and so if they make a change, it could just happen after one week. I don't think it's going to happen mid-game unless it's just super, super dire. But it is kind of funny to hear Tomlin say, well, he's not seen the field. Well, who's, whose fault is that? It's kind of the, uh, we all got to figure out who did this meme, and, uh, you know, it's... <laughs> You're not playing the guys, so of course he can't get a uh, get experience. Look, if you don't, if they don't beat the Colts on Saturday, none of it probably going to matter. That's also a fair point. 
All right, let's look for, for any more questions. Uh, Gary says, would you trade Pickens for Fields? We're kind of just playing Madden at this point, but no, I would not. Uh, someone says, Mr. Woodside, no Cousins. He can't play outside in this division in the winter, so we're going to have some Cousins takes, I'm sure, this offseason, uh, both for and against. Did you guys see the receivers on Mitch's first pick that was called back? Looked terrible on the broadcast. Those were a couple of over-crossing routes. I don't know exactly what Troy Papp is, is, is getting at there, but... Um, there was a hold on the play, so that, that did influence the interception by J.C. Jackson. Uh, let's see what else we have here. Anything uh, to, to get to question-wise? John Pennington with a good one. Uh, hello, Dave and Alex. Are you guys concerned that Kenny and Pat can't stay healthy and Najee vision when it comes to hitting the correct running lanes? I'm not concerned about Harris's vision. I think the health, though, of Pickett and Frymuth are certainly talking points that are valid. Yeah, and I wrote the, what I wrote about Pat the other day. Uh... I don't know if you can hamstring injuries happen right now. If we, if we were talking more of a couple of more concussions this year, uh, that certainly would escalate that conversation when it comes to Firemuth. Is he just unlucky with this, with this hamstring, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, cause he, 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 these things happen with, with, with soft tissue type things and all like that. But then, and then obviously the knee injury at the end of last year was just an unfortunate play. You know, right. uh, there, he, you know, he's thankful he didn't tear it up, you know, on that, on, on that play there. Uh, uh, you'll pick it. It uh, look, you don't, you don't like him missing all these games and obviously being a second, second, uh, ankle injury going back to his, what his college days there. So, I mean, there you draft these guys to play, right? Period. Right. I, I'm less concerned about Pat than I am Pickett just because of the position. You know, you lose your tight end versus losing your tight end changes the dynamic of, of the conversation, your game plan. Um, I had the stat. Uh, it, since Pickett took over in week five as a starter last year, Mitch Trubisky has replaced him or started in place of him in nine of either 25 or 26 games. That's a, that's a third of the time that Trubisky's either coming in off the bench or replacing Pickett. Pickett's a tough guy. He's a tough. He comes in whenever he plays when he absolutely can. But he has missed a lot of time. Nine out of twenty-five or twenty-six games, including this upcoming Colts game, is quite often. Right, and once again, I'd be more concerned about Pat if we're talking about more concussions this year. Sure, but where's your concern with Pickett? To me, that's that's uh, much look, larger it, discussion. It it, it 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 it's worth watching. It's worth it's worth the conversation. Yeah, so I think it's something that does not get talked about a ton with Pickett, but actually might be one of the bigger concerns when your quarterback is missing in action a third of the time. All right, what else do we have here? Anything else we can get to? Joy Jr., Dave and Alex with a bunch of question marks. When is the last time the Steelers had, a Steelers quarterback had three-plus touchdowns? Ben, at some point, did Ben have one in 21? Probably, maybe the Vikings game, but uh, it's not been anybody since him. <laughs> nope. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Just a couple minutes left, and thank you guys for being here. Really good turnout tonight, and appreciate you guys hanging out. Uh, quickly, Dave, and just kind of a 30-second view, because um, Mike Adesso was kind of referring to it. W- what are your thoughts on the Otani contract, both the $700 million and apparently the insane deferrals he has on that deal? Yeah, when you get into baseball and contracts and them not having a salary cap and all like that, you uh, you kind of lose, lose me there with, with – look, I grew up uh, I grew up a big baseball fan, you know, huge baseball fan, and uh, – the economics now of the game and them not having a salary cap and it just seems seemingly like teams can go out there and, you know, like the Yankees did for years and now the Dodgers. And, 
I, I'm, I'm, I wish they'd get a, I, I don't think it's going to happen anytime. I, I might not live to see it, but I, I don't see how the small market teams can compete if they're not willing to throw astronomical amounts of money around, period. You know, just seems like the rich always get richer. And yeah, I know there's been instances over the years with the, with the smaller salary teams, you know, w- winning championships, but it, it just seems like the odds are really, really mm-hmm. stacked against you. Yeah, that's fair. It's a crazy deal, crazy deferral. I was wondering why Otani would want to defer that money, but then somebody said whenever his contract's up, he'll be out of California and save a bunch of money on taxes, which actually, I guess, does make uh, a lot of sense. Uh, Minnesota Vikings game. Ben Roethlisberger, three touchdowns in that game. All right, there you go. And that was in that comeback, or attempted comeback, catch-up late. Should have, hopefully, I shouldn't say hopefully, wish it was four because it was that pass to Pat right. at the end of the game that, you know, tough play in from the, the make. End zone. Yeah, but uh, three is the last time that... I wonder if that's the longest drought in the NFL. I wonder if the Giants have something to say about that, but it's one of the many offensive droughts that Pittsburgh is experiencing right now. I had a $2 super chat from Cameron uh, Bobath that uh, that I missed, and so I apologize missing that, but it says post of uh, offensive coordinators you would be excited to hire, not expected. Again, I don't have a, a list of names that I would even think are realistic options um, or or guys that I'm super excited about, so I got to do more some, some more research on that, Cameron. Yeah, I don't have an opinion on that yet. I think maybe the last one we'll go to. We're missing some. We apologize. Kind of out of time here. Uh, Thomas Sargent, do you predict Tomlin's contract will get extended this offseason? A really good question. Yeah, that's a good question there because uh, do you lame duck him and then, uh, you know, put put you know put the onus on maybe the price tag? It it would make sense if 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 Art Rooney thinks that he's he's the guy or. And would would Mike Tomlin even sign a one year extension? You know, yeah. uh, and if you if you did not sign him to an extension, then in essence, are you just saying he's a lame duck coach at that point? And would would he then entertain uh, uh, the 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 ability to be a free agent, basically after the season? Hey, we're getting, we're going in the rabbit hole there. Uh... It's it's interesting though. It's a conversation it, we've never had to have before. Right. It it is an interesting conversation. And look, I mean, is he playing for that one or two year extension in these final four games? You know, and if he, you know, if he, if you're not going to get give him an extension, do you do you and and they don't have a, uh, they the 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 rest of the season becomes you know miserable. Do you think about cutting the court at that point? So I mean, it's. It's a great question. I don't have the answer to it. Uh, I, I would, I would, I would see if I could get him to sign a one-year extension, but I don't think he would. Maybe he would. Yeah, I don't. I don't know the answers to any of those questions. Some people have also speculated if he's lame duck and they don't extend him, can you hire as quality of an OC as you would like to, considering the Tomlin was kind That's of being lame duck. But my my thought back was, well, you're going to hire an OC before Tomlin ever gets extensions anyway. Tomlin signs he signs his extensions in what like the summer or the spring. So you're going to hire your OC in January, right? So how are you going to, yeah. he's, he's not going to be, there's not going to be an extent. Even if you were dead set on an extension, that's not even going to happen until the OC is well already hired. Right. So yeah. I don't know if that actually, I mean, I get it, but also I'm not really sure if that works in, in practical, you know, practice. All right, Dave, we're going to wrap things up here. Really good turnout tonight. Consistently over 100 people in the chat and, and a lot of great super chats. So I know we did not get to everybody, and we apologize for that. Try to get through as many as we can. 
Uh, we'll be back in in two weeks from now to recap and see where things are at. So thank you guys so much for being here, Dave. As always, thank you for being here as well. And thank you for moderating it uh, exceptionally, as you always do. Thank you for everybody who attended tonight. And peace and love, everybody. Happy holidays. All right. Be sure to like this video, subscribe to the channel, check out the site, SteelersDepot.com. A lot of more uh, 